Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of HP Critical, a podcast where my friends and I talk all things gaming. I'm Jarrell, and I'm here with Grayson, who is one of my best friends in the gaming industry, who I've been trying to get on a show for forever. <laughs> um, hi, Grayson. Hi. How are you? Thank you for having me. No, I'm thank very, you. Very Thank you for finally getting the time to come on. I've been trying to talk to you for forever. Um, so uh, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, Grayson and I have been um, on this lovely games journalism journey together for about maybe like five years, I think it's been. Yeah, I think when I was like 21, I started this whole thing. So yeah, like five years ago. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. And yeah. Uh, Grayson and I actually, Grayson was my my... First ever E3 trip partner. Um, it was five years ago as well, I believe. Yeah, I think oh it was God. the 2015 one. And I specifically remember um, uh, one of my best memories of us being at E3 together was sitting in the PlayStation presentation. And they that was the first time they had ever shown the Final Fantasy VII remake. And mm. you freaked out. <laughs> along with everyone else in the crowd and i was yep. just like what is this game and i had no idea what it was and so and funny and like, now five years later you're like the you you know way more about final fantasy 7 than i do no i'm just like oh my god it's one of the best games ever so um yeah no that that was uh, one of my favorite moments but before i get into all of that um uh just tell everyone a little bit about yourself who you are and uh what you do which is a really cool job um yeah um I work at uh, Twinfinite.net as a features editor, and uh, Twinfinite.net is basically just a, a video game website. We do news, um, reviews, features, opinion editorials, we do little fun quizzes and guides, um, pretty much everything you would expect from a, you know, a major video game outlet. Um, my job as features editor um, is to basically oversee anything involving features for the website. So, like, I come up with content every month. Um, for the website, like for other writers to write about or for myself to write about and just coming up with content that we can have um, just in case things are slow yeah. because of video game announcements and stuff, um, which is right now we've have we have a lot of. So, yeah. you know, we don't have a lot of time to write too many features nowadays. Yeah. Um, yeah and I do a lot of editing. Right. I write a lot of news stories. I write a lot of features. Um, and yeah, like Jarrell started. I, I mean, like Jarrell mentioned, I started. Um, writing for video game sites about five six years ago with a small site um that Jarrell was also writing for yep. for years um, where we both just kind of made our way through this together learning as we go um yeah. I had really no experience with um writing before getting into all of this and now I somehow have like a full-time job I don't know how <laughs> I, every day I'm like there are so many people that could probably do this uh better than i can but then there are days where i write cool stuff i'm like okay i'm actually kind of decent at this and i can uh do a pretty good job at like writing funny takes on video games like writing fun opinion pieces and stuff um you know i think yeah. uh imposter syndrome is very real sometimes we yeah, can always yeah. feel like you know uh, how can anybody do this but uh just to just to hype you up a little bit um Grayson, uh, every time that I watch a Nintendo Accolades trailer and I see a quote from Twinfinite, I'm always like, yo, my friend is there. That's super dope. You did the Yoshi one, right? That came out yeah. in one of the Accolades. Which which game was it? 
I had it was like three in a row. I was like Yoshi's Craft. I, re- I reviewed Yoshi's Crafted World. I reviewed um, Link's Awakening, and I reviewed Monster Hunter Iceborne, and they were all featured in their respective accolades trailers. Exactly. Like, <laughs> so like, like, dude, blown that's, away. That's a huge I've had, deal. I've had, I've had some other ones, but never like that many in in the span of like what two or three months. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and seeing stuff like seeing stuff like that can be really um, what's the word? It, it like helps me redeem myself or i feel mm-hmm. like i'm doing something i'm doing the right thing right now yeah. um so yeah thank you for bringing those up i i forget i forget about those actually because i haven't like reviewed a big game in a while um i always remember those every time <laughs> i every time i see like an actually show, i saw one and i don't remember what game it was but i saw one recently and like to infinite was on it was something for nintendo yeah. i don't think it was yours but literally every time i see those i always think of you so like congratulations on that that's super super dope i think it was uh we had a quote in ghost of tsushima or a review score i think ah. it- you might have seen that's super um, super dope like that's so cool i'm yeah i'm, I, I, I brag I about can... you <laughs> oh thank you i mean i <laughs> i feel like i wouldn't be i wouldn't be where i am today if it wasn't for you and my you know christy and brandon and marissa and all these amazing people that i met early on in the industry um we all just kind of helped each other build yeah. each other up and i just always appreciated you and everyone else because I, I always feel like the position i am right now i, I got so lucky because i kind of had a jump start where I went from like writing for free to writing full time. Yeah, you know, I had a very small um, writing gig at another website. Got paid. I did a few articles for for a few months for a few dollars, and that was fun. But like, I've never really done the freelance game where I'm like pitching features, to IGN and Gamespot, and like pitching guides or doing all this other work and really like uh, flexing on my creative muscles. Yeah. I kind of applied for Twinfinite. You know, I was, I you know I volunteered there for like two years, I think almost. And then that's when I started getting promoted until I eventually got to this position that I am now. Um, yeah, I just, I, it's not a lot to talk about because like I don't have like, <laughs> this history of like experience in the video games industry. It's like Twinfinite's pretty much everything I know. Um, and, you know, in the future, there could be other possibilities. But right now, I'm, you know, here at Twinfinite and I'm, it's been a great job, to be honest. I'm very lucky to have a full-time gig in the video game industry right now, mm-hmm. especially during everything that's happening at the moment yeah um and i'm i'm so thankful for it every single day in my life i am consistently and constantly proud of everything you've done <laughs> literally all the time so i I'm, I'm so happy that we've been friends for so long uh, like i said you're one of my best friends in the gaming industry and like just watching everything that you've been able to do over at Twinfinite. So, as you know, um, H3 Critical is very much all about, um, you know, diversity in video games. So I did want to talk to you a little bit. As a gay Latinx person in the video game industry, how do you feel? Like, how do you feel about um, where the industry has gone? Yeah, I actually haven't thought too much about um, Hispanic characters in gaming for some reason. But, for example, like uh, Black History Month, which was earlier this year, I made sure that we had a feature in the best black characters in gaming. I, I didn't write it myself, but I, I, as a features editor, I signed it to someone else. Which I did um, read. I saw it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then for Gay Pride Month, I think I'm pretty sure we had another um, like best gay character. They're most iconic gay characters in gaming, um, which I always try to have whenever stuff like that comes around. But besides that, there's not that much else to talk about when it comes to like gay representation because there's not a lot of it in video games. So there's only so many gay characters in gay games that you can talk about. Um, you know, recently we've been getting a lot more of that stuff of like queer dating games and, um, you know, stuff like um, Dream Daddy. And <laughs> yes, uh, like The Last of Us Part Two is one of the biggest AAA games I've seen in recent years to have a gay character. I don't, I don't know when the next time that's going to happen. 
Oh, actually, can we talk about The Last of Us a little bit without oh. going into too much spoilish ter- territory, if possible? I, it's weird because I haven't talked. I feel like I haven't talked about the game enough where I'm, I still don't know how I feel about it. Oh, OK. Um, well, I do want to uh, before. Well, actually, before I get into that, um, I, I know that you were excited to so something actually that happened to me, which um, made me think of a few ideas for features over at HP Critical was that you, I think, sent out a tweet about how excited you were to see Miles Morales um, have a video game and how he was representative of you. I think mm-hmm. that's what, like, pretty much, like, I'm paraphrasing, but I'm pretty pretty sure that's what your tweet was. Yeah. And I, I remember seeing that, and I thought, wow, that's awesome, because I thought the same exact thing. Um, you know, seeing him, and, and I know that he's uh, half black and half Puerto Rican, and, um, mm-hmm. you know, Into the Spider-Verse was one of the best movies the year that ever. it came out. Yeah. I, I mean, ever, yeah. And, ever, uh, yeah. That type of... Um, <laughs> That type of representation was really cool. And I remember when Spider-Man originally came out, Marissa was talking about how disappointed she was because she said that, you know, this company had an opportunity to do something different, you know, uh, with Spider-Man. And instead of using Miles Morales, they did, you know, another white uh, hetero cis male again um with i i can't speak to it too much because i haven't actually played it um but it was just it's really cool to see things where um where video games kind of excel and they progress and so now you know both of us have an opportunity to be excited about a character such as miles morales in a you know triple a video game as a successor to a game that has already done so well uh so i i thought that was like when I saw that tweet, I was like, that's really cool that both of us got to feel this way about a video game character, you know, because we don't always, you know, we don't always get that opportunity. Um, but anyway, The Last of Us 2, a little <laughs> bit. I haven't finished the game yet, right? So I'm going to try not to spoil myself. Um, we try not to go into spoiler territory. But how did you feel about the, without going like to whatever happens in the end of the game? Well, well how, how far are you, first of all? So I can, I know what to talk about. I am, uh, I just, I can't talk about, uh, do you remember they showed a part of the game in which the, uh, the infected and the, it was like one of the, one of the PlayStation, um, God, what are they called? One of the, uh, the no, no, no. It was one of the PlayStation presentations about The Last of oh, Us. Oh, the state of play. Yes. It was during The Last of Us state of play when they showed the clickers and they showed the um the humans and they were uh showing how you can make them go against each other in the underground um area. That's where I am. I just did that. Uh, so I'm probably a few hours in. Honestly, it's taking me a very long time because I try to explore every single thing. I remember that I remember that scene you're talking about. I don't remember what part of the game is in. Like did you just are you like in this? You're not in the. You're not in the half of the game yet, right? You haven't gone past no. like the middle point. Okay, I have okay. Not, no. That's all I need. That's why I need to know. Okay. Um, so I, I wanted to know how did you feel about Ellie's relationship in that game? Like, did it seem, did it seem that her and <sighs> and, and Dina had like a genuine relationship? Did you feel that? Because I know that in the in the um in the original DLC, we find out that Ellie is gay, right? Based on the character interactions between Ellie and Dina and what you've played of the game so far without spoilers, do you think that Naughty Dog was just pandering in a way to make Ellie a lesbian? Or do you think that, you know, it was done really well and it was actually part of the story and it fit with uh, the story of The Last of Us 2? Yes, I think like Neil Druckmann, who who, who co-wrote the game, um, and Naughty Dog in general, I think they did a good job of, of like making Ellie's gayness not a big part of the story if that makes sense like it, 
they don't really push in your face that she's gay, which I like when games do. They just kind of like they let her be her, which which I would think no, they have she shows her with Dina and they kiss and stuff and that's fine. But I mean like they don't um really talk about the gayness all that much. Like there's like one scene in the game. It's like later on. It's not a spoiler or anything. But somebody says something about um Dina and Ellie about their sexuality. And that's like one of the only things where they actually like mention like, oh, they're gay or whatever. Um but yeah, I, I think they do a good job of like of um of giving people re- giving Ellie the representation, like who she is. Uh what I was gonna say. Oh were you asking about Dina and um Ellie's relationship? Yeah. So I, I it, it was believable for me, for sure. Like I liked their chemistry. Like whenever whenever they were in scenes together, I love watching them. Like I love watching them interact. The, the two those two performances from those actors are also like just really fantastic, helping you like to really believe that relationship. Um, but I don't. At the same time, I don't really think Ellie like was actually like. Was that really the love of her life? Probably not. You know, they're living in this fucked up world. Like, yeah, Dina's probably the only. I guess there's like two girls there, whatever. They're into <laughs> girls or whatever. So she's like so, the, probably the cutest girl that she can find. And she and she ended up she like I feel like she ended up just really liking her, wanting yeah. to like spend, you know, spend the rest of her days with her, however long they may have. You know, Ellie probably doesn't think she'll live for a long time. So I just think she kinda like got attached to this person and and wanted to like ride it out with her. That's why like stuff happens later on in the game with them too. I don't really it didn't hit me that emotionally. Okay. Because I don't really I don't really uh I wasn't really too connected mm-hmm. to their relationship because I didn't really, I didn't think it was that like legit. Um, but I just liked their interactions together. So one of the reason I, um, one of the reasons that I asked you that is because I know we're talking a little bit about you know representation in gaming. So I, th- based on what I played at the last of us, I, I have not enjoyed it as much as I thought I would. Honestly, uh, I need to obviously keep playing. I'm not that far in, but while I was playing the game, I kept thinking uh, a lot of the times I was like, who cares? <laughs> I know this is probably really bad, but you know, in the in the original, I I feel like there was a very set um the the pace and the tone was set, and you know, you have this older guy who's protecting this girl, and he needs to take her here because she's secure, and then you know, like the, the whole plot is there. And this one, I was just like, damn, Ellie, do you care that much? Like literally, the scene that you were talking about with the guy, I was like, why do you like? There are literal zombies outside. Like, uh, like why do you give a shit that she kissed the girl? Like, I feel like we had a few more things to worry about. As opposed to, like, oh, she kissed some girl, oh my god, I'm gonna die. Like, dude, d- calm the fuck down. Like, you can walk outside and die right now. Um, <laughs> and I, I've just been a little, I, I don't know, I've been a little iffy on on their relationship, even the story in general. I'm, I, like, I understand that it's a story of, you know, redemption and revenge and all that great stuff. I'm, I don't want to spoil too much. But I, I've just been kind of eh on it, so I wanted to see your, uh, being, um, you know, an LGBT member, your experience on playing the game in that manner. Um, so thank you for sharing. Um, yeah, I, like, mm-hmm. like just just before we stop on that conversation, like, I, I'm not, like, a huge fan of the story either, and you, you'll, you'll see where it goes. It, it tries to it tries to get a certain emotion out of the player. And I, I didn't like that. Mm-hmm. I felt it felt forced to me. And I totally do not think this, the plot is anywhere near as, as like compelling as the first game, but it does some cool things that I, that I do enjoy. 
And I, I just loved it so much because it's just so cinematic. It feels like you're watching. It's, it's so corny to say or cliche. But like it's like you're watching a movie, and it literally feels like you're watching a movie. You know. Yeah. And I was just enthralled by the performances and captivated by their by everything. That sometimes I really didn't know if the story was bad or not. Because I'm just like, oh my god, these acting, this acting is so good. And I I keep thinking about it more and more, and I kind of like start to dislike it. Um, the more oh, I think dear. about it. But <laughs> oh, overall, overall, it's a fantastic game. Like yeah. I would recommend it to anyone who wants like a good story, like. And really good gameplay. Yeah, you know, I think it's a fine game. Yeah, I mean, I love Ashley Johnson. She's one of my favorite yeah. voice actresses. So, like, mm-hmm. I, I am always excited. And Troy Baker, you know, is uh, really good, obviously. And I don't even want to get into what happens in, like, the first hour of this game. Because literally, I was like, this, I, I, I won't lie. I was playing, and I was like, why did this happen? Like, <laughs> That's something that I didn't like. I know you're talking so... about. And I, I mean, I feel like it's not a spoiler, because, I don't know. <laughs> I mean... Like, I just felt like all of it was unnecessary. I was literally like, I feel like this game could Me have been too. exactly the same had he had that not happened. Like this is so <laughs> like, but okay. Like I guess it must yeah, have. I wasn't. I wasn't affected by it emotionally yeah, at all. At all. Just, I, it was just random to me. Like, why are you guys doing? It? Why like this? Like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Thank I you. see that we we felt the same way. Uh, and one more thing, I want to talk about this. I, I know this isn't a Last of Us podcast, but since I have you here, um, <laughs> and we're talking about representation in gaming, how did you feel about uh, Abby's character? And let me say, I am. I think one of my favorite voice actresses and actresses in general is Laura Bailey. She's fucking amazing. I have followed her career a lot, um, and I know she got a lot of shit um, about Abby because Abby, you know, is a character who is represented that is not as like the base female type that you would think, you know, um, she's strong. She's muscular. I mean, I, you've played Overwatch before, right? I think like once or twice, I, maybe I've watched. Oh, cause JV plays Overwatch. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, the, the, the Overwatch has those, those, uh, character dimensions for characters. Like what mm. did you think about Abby and all of the discourse that came around her character design? I have no problem with it. Like, I think most of the discourse about that is like people just either they're jealous of how, how strong she is. There are probably some guys who are jealous that she's stronger <laughs> yes, than they are. Yes. Like, oh, girls can't have bigger muscles than me. Mm-hmm. Oh, and and I think I think a lot of the leaks um, that happened, people thought Abby was was a trans character. At least I did before I played the game. I thought Abby was trans the entire time while I was playing Last of Us Part Two. And I was very confused, but that wasn't the case. And, and I think just just people being just people being uh, hateful people on the internet, of course, are going to disagree with that, and they don't want that in their games. And of course, I disagree with that. I'm sure you do too. I think it's yeah. nice to have representation and show off um, different people. No, they're not different from us, but you know what I mean. It's yeah, it's yeah. showcase. Okay. It's just you're showcasing uh, all kinds of people and putting them out there. And wanting to make it okay. And that's why, you know, we, we have these little gay characters in video games from time to time. Like, they have little cameos here and there, but they're never the main character. But it's like, ho- ho- these people are wanting these pe- these gay people to eventually become, like, hopefully be, like, the main character of a video game. Or, like, have their own movie franchise or series. Just to make it more common, well-known, make it normal, yeah. you know, as it should be. Yeah. Um, but Abby, yeah, as, as a character, I thought she was fine. I just... I think I think they just wanted to paint her in in an opposite light of Ellie, where like she's like you're like oh Ebby's such a good person, she does this, she does this, she does that, um, and Ellie becomes like this kind of monstrous character towards the end of the game. The more you go on, it's like oh wow, she's kind of taking things a little bit too far. Like you're kind of I don't like this right now. You know you want to love Ellie, but she becomes this character in this game that you don't really like towards the end, you know, and you start uh, to I uh, like Abby a lot. 
but at the same time, I like it, it was hard for me to like choose between the two of them. I they're both fine to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ellie does some things I don't really like in this game, and Abby does some things I don't like in this game. They're both just like uh, flawed people, you know. They're they're humans, uh, and I think that's why it, it it's like a weird I love hate them sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, I can't yeah. talk too much shit about this game because I do appreciate the fact that they do have like two very strong female characters in mm-hmm. it that you play as. Like it's cool that you play both of these uh characters and they're both women and they're both very different. Um even like from body type, they're they're very different. And then you also have Dina there. So I think the female representation in The Last of Us is really cool. But mm-hmm. uh story wise, even even like hearing you say that Ellie Ellie has already done some shit and I'm like, girl, why like this is <laughs> No, like, you're gonna hate her, dude. Oh great. <laughs> I, I already don't like her. So this is just I'm already just like, girl, why are you doing like oh I feel like God. you're already doing too much. So now I'm, gonna piss I'm me off. great. She pisses me off wonderful um so last thing i want to talk about representation in gaming is there is there a game that you think does a really good job um at showing representation whether it be for you know latin character latinx characters or or gay characters or anything that really resonates with you um or or even it doesn't even have to be a game a character or you know a a journalist or anyone um that you can think of that you really you know look forward to uh playing or hearing from Literally the only the only series that comes to mind is Life is Strange. I for knew me, you were Life gonna go Strange. there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that, yeah, I think I feel like you were gonna say that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm like, damn, they have gay characters, they have black characters, they have Mexican main characters. You can like choose to be gay if you wanted to or not. It's totally cool. They have like they tackle like religion and sexuality and suicide and oh my god, like. Those games aren't perfect, of course, but the first Life is Strange to me is like was such a powerful experience. Right by the end of it, I was sobbing like a child. Um, and I think the second game especially does a good job of um, representation. You know, the two main characters are uh, Mexican American, if I remember correctly, um, and on this journey through California on their way to go to Mexico, you know, they're running away from the cops. You know, they run into these this Trump supporter, they run into like this crazy, like evil. I'm not saying Christian people are evil, but like an evil, like like a, an, an over exaggeration of what Christian people are like. You know, like very evil or something. Um, and I think it just it shines a light on like how Hispanic people are treated. Yeah. From uh, from the perspective of white people, um, or how the other way around. You know how, how you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. <laughs> Playing through the eyes of an Hispanic character, you know, mm-hmm. and seeing how white people are treating them, and seeing how these Trump supporters or evil people are treating them, and it's, it's really cool to see. Um, that studio in general, Don't Nod, does some really cool things. I think their next game is called Tell Me Why, and the main character is a, a trans. Um, so I think that's really cool. I, I, I don't really know the story. That's really all I know about the game. I hope it's told in a the story is told in a good way, and it's not like shining a negative light on that at all. Um, but I'm sure that they'll handle it well. And um, I mean, if their if their past games are any representative of uh, how they're going to go, I have high hopes for for that as well. Uh, and yeah. the reason that I wanted to talk about positive representation is because uh, it's a great segue into the Positive Players podcast, which is your brand new podcast that I would love for you to tell us more about. Oh my god! Yes, I'm so excited. Yeah, it's um. It's called the Positive Players Podcast, and it's actually something like I, I've been wanting my own thing, like my own podcast for 
probably like the past year and year now, but I have, I didn't really know what to do or how to start it. So I kind of just like one day was like, I really want to do this. Um, so I started coming up with names and ideas and th- I think the name popped up in my head first. Um, and then I kind of like designed the theme around that name. Um, I, I just knew I wanted to like have cool people on the show that I like in the industry and friends that I follow and, you know, people who I think are positive uh, in the gaming community to talk about games and how they got started and where they come from and what are their favorite games and just have like a cool conversation about that, especially during this pandemic when people are, you know, yeah. things are getting a little bit closer to normal, but everyone's mostly people are still working from home. People are isolated and keeping away from others. Um, and it's hard to stay positive throughout yeah. these dark times. So it's why I wanted to make a, po- a podcast like that. And it's also something that'll stand the test of time, even when this is over, because it's always like, there's always time for a nice, like positive conversation. Um, so yeah, I, I just wanted to basically shine a spotlight on a lot of the people in the community that I really vibe with and Yeah. <laughs> it's been um i'm i'm looking forward to uh hearing all of it so much as you already know uh especially because i know some of the people uh that are going to be on there and i can confirm that they are positive people uh, uh so that's that's been really really cool is there anything um specific that uh makes you excited about this podcast like what what do you if you had to sum up why someone should listen in like one sentence like what makes you what makes the positive player podcast the thing you know, like what? What makes it the thing that we all want to listen to? Oh man! Aside so from me uh, being <laughs> on it, I'm just go out there. I'm in it, so you know. Uh, aside from me being on there, and no, I'm just kidding. Like, what? What's uh? What's something that you really look forward to um, to doing with this podcast? Like, I, I know you want to have like a positive. Ex- you want to show you know a, a positive experience for everyone, like something positive to listen to. Um, but like your goal, like your dream of this, like what is what is that? Like what is that thing that you want to happen? So, I, I'm someone who, who sometimes can can be a little bit negative about certain things in the video game industry or just life in general. Where I'm like, oh, that sucks, that sucks, that sucks. Or like, <laughs> you I, can I be. That. Yes. I, I'm never gonna play that. I don't like that game. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking Dark Souls is coming to my head. Like, Microsoft Xbox games. Like, Ooh, like oh, gosh, <laughs> not saying they're bad. It's things I generally don't play. Um, and I just wanted to work on becoming more of a positive person and shining a light on on, on things that people might take the negative route with um, and finding like the bright spot, you know, like, like I'm on my podcast. I, I've been asking people, I, I forgot to ask you, but um, I've been asking people like, tell me a positive thing about a video game franchise that you would tell that you would say you hated. And that kind of makes them think like, okay. I guess Halo has, you know, actually, like, actually, kind of like Halo. Halo, but you catch my drift. Like, Wait, I feel okay, like you but would say now, now you have to you tell me to... one. Yes, you got to give me okay, a positive um, thing about a franchise you don't like. Uh, I guess I don't like a Crackdown. I never well, played a Crackdown. But we can also say that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh huh. What can we say? <laughs> uh, Crackdown. The new Crackdown Three, the new one. The voice actor is um, I forgot his name. Terry, Do you know his name? Terry Crews. Terry Crews and is Terry, not great, Terry Crews so... has a great voice. No, that that's the <laughs> Crackdown, Crackdown Three has a great main uh, actor in the leading role wow. of the game. I actually that's... don't think so. Terry Crews. And I think I hear the collectibles are fun to collect. So... Okay, 
I'll go with the collectibles because uh, Terry Crews has been a little problematic recently, so oh, he gets no no help from me on that one. That was a really that was rough. <laughs> You're really reaching there. Yeah. That's also a franchise I know nothing about, so it's hard to talk about talk about it anyway, in general. So, oh, no, but that that I mean, thank you, thank you, and thank you for creating the. Uh, positive player podcast i think uh i think that's why i'm so looking forward to listening to it myself because i can also be very much like I, you know everybody I, I talked about it a little bit everyone knows that i'm a graphics whore uh so i can be very dismissive of games a lot if they don't look a certain way uh mm-hmm. octopath traveler was the the um game that changed it all for me because i i never played those uh styles of games and then i played that one and i was like oh this is beautiful. Like I might be able to give this a chance. And it even helped me get through the original final fantasy seven on Nintendo switch, which looked really bad. Uh, but you know, the story <laughs> was compelling and I was able to, you know, I'm, I'm able to grow from it. So that, that is what I look forward to um, when I'm able to listen to your positive player podcast. I think it's really going to be something that will help expand, you know, our own horizons of games because, even like you mentioned, you know, I, I'm I'm very much a PlayStation fan, but I also like Nintendo, so it's really cool to be able to talk to people like you who has played a lot of Mario and Zelda, whereas mm-hmm. I've played like I actually haven't played any Mario games. Um, aside from party games, I've literally never played like any Mario RPG. I never played any of that. So uh, Paper Mario and the Origami King is going to be my first one if I ever get around to it. But, you know, being able to have conversations like that or even the conversation that we had about, you know, The Last of Us 2 and being able to talk mm-hmm. to someone else in the gaming industry who is LGBT, who is a POC. Um, I think it's really cool for us to be able to represent those parts of game journalism that, necess- that aren't necessarily there. You know, I-, I know that they have increased, especially with the Black Lives Matter movement, you know, I've seen a lot of more people being able to get opportunities to go on like a Nintendo voice chat or something for IGN or uh, something like that. Um, So it's been really great. But sometimes uh, what usually happens with that is that it picks up traction for, you know, a month or two. Yep. And then it kind of goes away, Um, unfortunately. uh, And that's that's also somewhat a part of the reason that I created HP Critical, because I know that there are a lot of people who have voices that are, you know, different from mine, um, because we have different backgrounds, because we are of different races, because, you know, I'm gay, they're uh, uh, straight, you know, all types of things. So I can't, obviously, I cannot speak for everyone. Um, But that's why I'm so excited about the Positive Player podcast and what you're having and um, you just being able to be who you are and talk to people and have them on. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Like, it's just the perfect time, too, because I don't, I don't talk to anyone. I, I mean, even in, even before COVID, I don't talk to anyone. I just stay home and work all day, and then yeah. I talk to my boyfriend. And that's it. Maybe someone on on a Discord or something. But you know, this gives me an opportunity to reach out and talk to people in the community and just be like, hey, you want to be in my podcast? Like, like I don't know how long I plan on doing this, but I hope I can do it for a good amount of time and and get I, I'll get to talk to like dozens and dozens of different people in the industry and how and their experiences. And that's what's exciting to me. Where there are people I'm planning on asking to be on the podcast and I hopefully if they say yes it's like wow I'm actually talking to this person like they're yeah. on my podcast it's just so cool like and I think it makes other people interested because they probably never heard like let, let's say for example like um I get someone from IGN to come on a podcast it's like people will see that podcast and like oh wait I never really heard them talk about like how they get started in the industry and stuff exactly. like that because mm-hmm. they just listen to them on IGN podcast and they just hear about what games they were playing or yeah. like their review of a game you know this is like it doesn't always have to be about a video game you know we can just talk about um uh our life and shit you know other things that we're doing to keep us busy or keep us like entertained right now and how our life our, our lives are doing right now yeah um 
man, just so exciting. And I, I think I like having the shorter style, like 30, 45 minutes too, because it just, you can pop in, listen to it, you know, it's little like entertaining, little bite-sized little podcast. Yes. Yes. Honestly, <laughs> like not three hours long. Like they're the best. Let me tell you, 30 to 45 minutes is always the best. I always try to make our podcast that, but for some reason we all talk too much. So they always go over, but I'm always like, let's shoot for 30 to 45 minutes. And then we end up going for like an hour and a half. I'm like, uh, but they're always great conversations. So I can't, I can't complain uh, too much. And speaking of great yeah. conversations, I'm going to invite you to my next podcast on the podcast. So uh, if you say no, <laughs> everyone who listens to this is going to be uh, very disappointed in you. But um. <laughs> I definitely want to have a podcast about uh, re- being in relationships and gaming, and oh uh, I need you on so it. Cool. So you have to say yes right now. Yeah, I would love to. Okay, That's so right. much fun. Locked you in. Now you can't. You can't be busy when it happens. Like we're, we're, we we got to make it happen. Um, <laughs> it's definitely one of the ones I want to I want to talk about. Um, I wanted to do it actually for Pride, uh, but you know things happen and go a little behind. Yeah. Um, so I'm definitely excited uh, and looking forward to that. Uh, but before we close out, please, please, please tell everyone um, where they can find you um, and uh, plug out your stuff. Sure. Um, you can follow me uh, on Twitter at Grayson Morales. You can also find my work at twinfinite.net um, and you can find my podcast, Positive Players Podcast, um, on Instagram and then on Twitter at Positive Play Pod. Um, yeah, and you can find the podcast on Apple, on Spotify, um, pretty much the big streaming services. Um, yeah, and I, I would appreciate it if you guys would give it a listen. Um, right now, there's well, it depends when this is going. There be there are episodes for you to listen to, so <laughs> check it out. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know when this is going to go up. So. Anyone who follows us on HP Critical or follows these podcasts, um, <clears throat> all of that will be in the. Uh, description for this episode um also if you follow me on twitter which i'm i know some of you do just i literally will retweet all of his stuff when it comes out so you'll be able to follow grayson uh and twinfinite of course and um everything he does over there as well uh as well as the positive player podcast which i'm looking so forward to hearing more of i know how my episode goes but i can't wait to hear everyone else i'm, I'm super super excited uh, I'm, it's gonna be super dope make sure you guys check it out and thank you so much grayson once again for talking to me finally it's been so long <laughs> thank you. i've literally been doing this for a year and you have not been on yet an entire year you haven't been on we have i don't know what happened i'm mostly free so i don't know i don't know either we and and also thank you everyone by the way who um listens to this podcast we've finally reached actually over a thousand listens um which is dope so thank you guys i never thought that you know we would ever reach this um so thank you um and thank you grayson once again for coming on also grayson is a patreon member so thank you grayson for um all your help and support and you've just been an amazing best friend to have in the gaming industry so thank you again and i'm happy you said anytime because i would love to have you on more often um Mm -hmm. so thank you thank you thank you uh and thank you everyone for listening and we will see you next time bye guys bye